The day is over, but the night has just begun. This is WTMJ Nights, live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue. Here's your host, Brian Noonan. Well, hello, welcome another evening of WTMJ Nights. We're here till 8 o'clock, then it's Brewers Baseball. Glad you're with us. Big show planned, as always. We want you involved, 855 616 one six twenty. That's the old National Bank talk and text line. Old National Bank, get old. Uh, we've got a lot of things to do, and when you call in, you'll be talking to Tommy. Be nice to him. You get to me if you want to text us. Let's start with our text question of the night. Taxes were due today. Now, anonymously, of course. Have you ever uh, fudged a fact on your tax returns? And if so, what was it? Now, again, we won't give out your names or your numbers. Uh, Use an alias if you want. Have you ever fudged a fact on your taxes? It could be minor, which I'm sure most people either intentionally or unintentionally. There's, you know, well, I didn't really have that receipt. And so maybe, you know... Maybe I spent 300 bucks when in reality you might have spent 250 or something. But eh, okay, that's very minor. Uh, or maybe you're Al Capone and you're not even filing your taxes and uh, things are going to be a little, uh, a little crazy. So uh, that is that. We've got, uh, I, we did our taxes. This is, a, I think I might have told you this. We did our taxes a couple weeks ago. And then on, uh, I think last Friday, I said to my wife, hey, did you mail the taxes? She goes, no, they're not due yet. I, I was like, yeah, but we we did them the other day. Why, why haven't we mailed them? Now, I know before you start, I probably could have mailed them myself. I definitely could have, but uh, who knows? Well, Tommy, it's tax day. Did you file your taxes? Uh, I did my taxes last week. All right. Are you, are you a 1040 EZ guy, or do you have a lot of deductions? You have a me, you have many jobs, so that, that makes things complicated. Um. You know, to be honest with you, I give them to a guy and I leave. That's all I know about them. See, I I did that for years. I had a woman who had been doing my taxes since, I don't know, I was only probably a few years older than you, Tommy. I was maybe 27, 28. I started using this, uh, this woman, and I used her for years. And being self-employed like I was and on the road and with all kinds of deductions, never had a problem. Well, things, you know, everything has gone up, and professionals have a right to charge what they're worth. My wife decided last year she wasn't going to do this anymore. She was like, I'm not going to pay that kind of money anymore. So she decided she was going to do TurboTax, and that we were going to use TurboTax. And so thankfully, my wife is a little more numbers savvy than I am. So... We used TurboTax last year. We used it this year. I don't know if you're a tax accountant. I know I just made your skin crawl. I know you were going to call or you're going to send notes or you're just going to shake your head in shame and go, oh, you are in for trouble. Um, but I don't know. It's, things seem to be going okay. <laughs> the way I got stuff set up, I usually end up being pretty close to even owing a little or getting a little. It, it's never really anything special for me. I don't get the big fancy tax return, yeah. tax return ever. Last year was the first year we owed a chunk, and that was because of a, a lot of different uh, things. But this year we were supposed to get some of that chunk back. So I don't know, you know, nothing big, nothing where I could go, you know, kick back for a week somewhere and you know not do anything. But it's always that, even though it's our money and we paid it, it's still nice to get some of it back. Oh, for sure, it? yeah. It's that great feeling where you go, hey, hey, this is nice. 
I was always very good about um, record keeping because as when I first started doing stand up years ago, uh, I ran into guys who had been doing at that time stand up for like twenty years. And they had no money. And most of them owed the government thousands and thousands of dollars because they never paid taxes. And then they got one like good gig and they had to pay into it. And the government went, hey, who are you? We've never seen taxes like this before from you. So I learned and I used to every week I had an envelope that had because I was on the road doing stand up. I had all my mileage for the week, all my gas receipts, toll receipts. Um, food receipts, anything I anything I ate. So when I went to the accountant, I would have like 50, 50 envelopes. And I would just, I totaled all the envelopes up before I gave them to her. So it would be, you know, all right, here's all your mileage. Here's this, here's that. Here's all your car receipts. Because she was really good at getting all the deductions she said I was due and when you're self-employed, you know there are a lot more deductions than if you just go to work, uh, quote unquote, regular job. You know where they take all your taxes out, and and you just you go to work, you do your job, you go home. When you're self-employed, there's all kinds of little weird stuff you can take off. So she always was really good at that. Now that I'm not on the road, I don't really, you know, I don't have that many deductions. So which is unfortunate. I have to get. Uh, you know, you're a tame man. Well, I'm I'm more uh, sedate, I guess. I'm not I'm not on the road every week, chalking up things, having to you know, <laughs> having envelopes, and just going here. That's got to be stressful to have to like keep track of all that stuff, though. It got you know what? It got to be just force of habit. It was almost muscle memory. You know, every time you stop for gas, you got it, and then. Usually, I would just wait until the end of the year, and I would total everything up. You know, I'd take each envelope, I'd do the mileage, I'd take out all the receipts, I'd do the gas, the food, the this. Um, you know, if when I oil changes, all that kind of stuff, I'd have all those receipts, and then she'd just enter everything in, which I guess you know, looking back, but I wouldn't have known what to take out. Like she'd she'd ask me stuff, and I'd be like, oh yeah, I I did that. Well, how much do you think it was? And that's where that's where I'm talking about with the text question of the night, little fudging where it would be not even that you're outright lying, you just don't really know. And so I would say, I don't I don't know, a few hundred dollars. And she would go, No, I think it was five hundred dollars. Okay. I said, Are you sure? She goes, Yeah, that's basically what it's, you know, what it would average out to and this and that. So I don't know. Uh, from the 262, I'm very annoyed that I filed my taxes electronically last week via a mainstream tax software. And then when I fired it up yesterday to get around to printing out the comprehensive worksheets for my files, mandatory tax software updates automatically installed. Sure hope those last minute uh, updates didn't impact me. Oh, yeah, I hope so, too. Not good. Um, Another one, the interesting tax development is that Congress wants the IRS to develop its own version of TurboTax. Would you want to fill out your tax forms using the system developed by the guys you pay your taxes to? No. No, listen. That's if, scary. If, if, yeah, if, that's, yeah no. if any IRS agents are listening, we trust you implicitly, don't we, Tommy? Wink, wink, notch, notch. Yeah. We, oh, the government can do no wrong. Wink, wink. Right now, three conspiracy theorists are firing up. If we're off the box. air next week, you know why. Yeah. <laughs> it's like. 
<laughs> just uh oh. Yeah. If we're not if we're not here next week, it's because of sports. It's not because the IRS and the government pulled us off the air. Uh but no, I would never all right. I'll do I'll do my taxes and send them in the way I've always done it. Some somewhere outside of the government auspices. I did like the, and you have this, you have the protection. If you were ever audited, Tommy, your accountant pretty much takes care of that. Correct. Like that's what my accountant always told me. Don't worry. If they ever audit you, I go in and I bring in all your envelopes and I throw them on their desk and they go, oh, okay. Because they got to, at some point they got to figure if you have that many records, you're good. You know, there will there be minor discrepancies here and there? Yeah, but not enough for them to go. Uh oh, we got to dove deeper into this guy. Yeah, I think I pretty much send in two W twos and a ten ninety eight, and then I'm good. Yeah, that's see, that's good. I, you know, I have some. I have all different kind of things. Well, because you work different jobs too. You, you get all kinds. Well, of and things. this is the last year paying for school too. Nice. Yeah, I think uh, I don't think I could take. I don't think we could write. We've been able to write our daughter off for a number of years, which is unfortunate. Uh, you know, and it was but. three three payments too because of summer, so it should be nice. Oh, that'd be good. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Nice. Uh, the other thing they don't let you, you. I always thought you should be able to write off your pets as dependents because they're really a drain on your household income. If mm. you think about it, I love them, but. There's a lot of uh, you know medical bills. There's upkeep. There's food. There's uh, there's housing. You know I have to I carve out a little area of the house for them to be in. I have to uh, work to uh, maintain them and all of that. I was yeah, well. That's kind of like a dependent, like a kid. You know, not please. I know there's a difference. Uh, I'm finding that I'm finding that in this culture, you have to explain every time you make a comment that is a little sarcastic because somebody is going to go, "Did he just compare a dog to a child?" Like, uh huh, I did. Because they both poop when you don't want them to, and you got to clean up after <laughs> right. them both. So yeah, I <laughs> that's what I did right there. Um. <laughs> From the 920, I once tried to get a disability credit on the ex-wife because of her scary teeth that she had with one eyebrow. Yeah, that would be a disability. That, that would be rough. All right, well, good luck. I hope uh, I hope the tax man is good to you or at least doesn't uh, doesn't hound you too much. On the other side of the news, this was this was, could have had this is a trial that could have had huge implications to the media, and suddenly it just went away. Talk a little bit about Fox and Dominion and what happened late this afternoon. We'll do that after this. It's WTMJ Nights. Brian Nooner, WTMJ Nights, 855-616-1620. That's the old National Bank talk and text line. Our text question of the night, have you ever fudged a fact on your tax return? And if so, what was it about? I was joking about writing off your pets. 262 texts in. I recall that back about 30 years ago when Social Security numbers weren't required to claim dependents, that many people did claim their pets, which was the primary reason for the change. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me that people uh, were trying to run little scam llamas on the government. This is a big, this is a big deal. Um, the case, the defamation case against Fox and Fox News by Dominion Voting Systems was supposed to start Today. Well, it was supposed to start yesterday, then they delayed it. It was supposed to start today. 
And just before the lawyers were set to outline their case to the jurors, um, a settlement was reached. And Fox has agreed to pay Dominion Voting Systems $787.5 million um, because, well, they lied. And the CEO of... The CEO of Dominion and their attorneys say the truth matters and lies have consequences. Now, I know a lot of people, oh, they listened to Fox News religiously. They believed everything that was said. Even though it's been coming out for months now through disclosure that the people on Fox didn't believe it either. They knew this was a load of garbage. And so now... They've settled. The anchors are not going to have to go on TV and acknowledge the lies that they told about Dominion. That's part of the settlement. Um, Although a lot of, during Discovery, again, a lot of emails and voicemails have come out from Fox's top anchors and top executives saying that they knew that this was wrong. And that's, that's where a defamation case gets complicated. But Fox and their attorneys must have known that the attorneys for Dominion had them because the judge had already said, basically, listen, we know they did this. We know they said these things. But did they do it with malice? And did they do it knowing that these statements were false? And again, if you've been following this, you know from hearing the voicemails and reading the emails and the texts, yeah, they knew they knew these people were lying, but they still went on and did it. And I'm wondering if this changes anybody's opinion about Fox. It, you know, we all know that every news organization, the big news organizations, all have some sort of bias. And they lean one way or another. And that's... We all accept that. We all know that to be true. We all know we, you know, it's important for people to listen with open minds and at some point read between the lines. But I I think there's a huge difference here in that this they settled because they knew they had intentionally lied and propagated these falsehoods, putting people on the air that were lying. Um sending out a an email or a text to their co-workers saying that they knew these people were lying but then going on the air anyway and letting these people lie on their shows backing their lies up um so now fox has to pay they still there's still huge huge um lawsuits against mike lindell They've got lawsuits against Rudy Giuliani. They've got uh, OAN and Newsmax. So Dominion is saying, because Dominion says, hey, look, your lies cost us a billion dollars in business and led led to our employees receiving threats. So this is it. I know there were a lot of people watching this from the media end because if, if it had gone to trial and it was... They were able to prove that Fox had done it. It was going to be it was going to be rough for a lot of other news organizations. It was going to open 
if Fox had been found guilty in during trial, it would have opened the floodgates for other news organizations to be sued. Now, you can sue people, and you can sue news organizations, but you have to be able to prove it. This case, there was so much proof and so much evidence that... Fox was Fox went uh, no, and it's not it's not like you know if if somebody's angry if if somebody wants to sue the New York Times or if like in Florida now the governor down there is saying he wants to register bloggers and everything else so they can file defamation suits against people who say negative things and that is against the First Amendment. But if you're spreading lies and defaming somebody and costing them business and causing threats against their employees and you it is able to be shown that you knew everything was false and you were selling a bill of goods to a bunch of people who were eating it up and you just kept shoveling it. Well, you get what you deserve. So $787.5 million, that's what Fox is going to have to pay to Dominion. Uh, the cases are not going away, but I'm glad that, uh, I'm going to be honest, I'm glad it went this way. Uh, from the 262, I don't watch Fox News anymore, but when they started in the 90s, I clearly clearly recall that they constantly self-promoted as being fair and balanced. Yeah, that was their that was their slogan. No clue if they still proclaim that, but in retrospect, I think they often make pronouncements like Lady Macbeth. Uh, from Pete, I'm disappointed. Dominion had a slam dunk case. They would have prevailed, no doubt, and the judge would have even ruled would have had the judge has even ruled in their favor on several issues they would have come out with lots of money either way but i think we all would have deserved to hear the truth come out i think i think we have pete which is why fox folded their tent and settled up settlement will allow fox to continue to say whatever they want in their newscast whether it is true or not no oh, i disagree you take a hit like this almost a billion dollar hit you're going to be very very careful about what goes on the air anymore because you can't, you know, you you were careless. You thought you were untouchable. You thought you had a shield around you, and uh, you didn't. From the 262, the MAGA and the QAnon people will say that the deep state undermined Fox and forced them to settle. They'll go on saying that the election was stolen, Dominion was crooked, and now they can add that Fox was strong-armed to capitulate. Maybe. Wouldn't surprise me. Uh, the other thing that won't surprise me is that Tommy is sitting going, hurry up and take a break. All right, I will. It's WTMJ Nights. On the other side of the news, the Giannis watch continues. And, man, some people, uh, when they travel, are just jerks. We'll talk a lot about a lot of things with you. But first, we have to go to the WTMJ 24-hour news center. That's where Jessica Gatso is standing by. It's Brian Noonan, WTMJ Nights. Glad you're here. The text question of the night at 855-616-1620 is, it's tax day. Have you ever fudged any facts on your taxes? And if so, you can tell us anonymously what it was. Uh, Jeff says, I've never been dishonest about taxes. I'm no Wesley Snipes, and I wouldn't do well in prison. Fair enough. Fair enough, Jeff. I understand that. Yeah, I've, I figure the... You don't lie to the government because they have the tools to come get you. I've seen uh, all, you know, I know what the government can do. I've seen them. Tommy, I've spent the last 24 hours in a darkened room practicing saying one word. 
Giannis. Nailed it. After that, after last night, that's all I do. That's all I've done. That and hit myself on the back with knotted ropes as a punishment. <laughs> every every time you 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 hard G on top of it. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. I always say Giannis. Okay. That's what kind of what kind of mope would I be if I mispronounced the name? Giannis. Uh, Giannis. That's why I said Giannis. A nice soft Giannis. You're nailing it. Yeah, sure, but I don't want any Greeks calling it going, you know, we don't pronounce the S. I'm going with the American pronunciation. Uh, so that's where we're at, and I'm happy to do it. Yesterday, you were at a one on your worried scale. Mm -hmm. Now, nothing has changed as far as the MRIs or the x-rays. Uh, another day of rest, for honest. They were still 24 hours away from game two. They're, everybody's cautiously optimistic. Not, nobody's going to say one way or another what's happening. Have you risen to a two or a three with your worry today, Tommy? Uh, I heard he was listed as doubtful for the game on Wednesday. Um, I, I would say I'm at a one and a half for it again. Okay. I'm not not overly worried about it because the situation if you watch the last game, there there there's no way that can be replicated for an entire series. No, and they, you know, again, we mentioned this last night. There was could have been a little rust. Uh today there was um you know, some talk of hey, there's Bobby Portis said this. He goes, "If somebody's if we know somebody's out, we prepare for it." But sometimes it's a shock when somebody goes out in the middle of a game and doesn't come back. Then we're worried, and there's a lot there's a lot more going on mentally. Uh, but as I heard, uh, as I heard people talk, you know, when uh, John and everybody was talking this afternoon, a lot of you know a lot of depth because there there've been a lot of injuries on the Bucks throughout the season. Guys in and out all the time, and you know things went well. So yeah, I'm not I'm not worried about tomorrow. Because if if he's out tomorrow, and by he I mean, of course, Giannis. Uh, see, I said it again. I'm just going to keep doing it. Uh, no, I won't. But anyway, you know, if you miss if you miss game two, your point is correct. The the Heat can't keep doing this. Jimmy Butler may have another okay game. I don't know if he's going to have the blowout game that he had the other night. Uh, I'm sure the Bucks are going to make the adjustments so that the Heat is not raining threes. Uh, which again, you make a good point. Are they going to be able to do that every game? No, because both teams are professionals. These guys can ad adapt and adjust and figure out somebody else's offense, and they can up their defense. So, yeah, it's um, I. Quite frankly, I would rather have him rest one more game, and then be back for the rest. Because if they, if the Bucks win tomorrow night, they go to Miami with you know. The series tied up. Everything's going to be. Everything's I believe I got this number from our sports desk with Greg Matzik, too. The Bucks in five of the last six playoff series that they won, they dropped game one. So Was that right? Yes. It's, it's very common for them to drop game one and still be okay for their playoff series. I like that you have access to the... Uh to the sports desk. Ooh, I, I was just plugging. I really don't, but you know that, that was me talking oh, to him. 
So <laughs> well, back at back at the old Radio City, I used to sit right near uh, Justin and Greg and ever you know. So I would be able to ask them questions. Sure, uh, sure, and get and get the straight dope from the guys. We don't we don't have takes. any Bucks Weekly, so we we can't get any inside scoop. Unfortunately, I know this on the week. Bucks or on the Bucks or any fast food uh, things. We are going to have a drive-through window tonight, though, folks. At seven thirty, so I would also say that. A Giannis doubtful would be a regular player's questionable. Is that that because yes, it sure seems like he is lives up to his nickname at least in the freak category of injuries. I, I've seen right. him where it looks like he's going to be done for a while and he just pops up. You know what I mean? So while well, I'm not saying he's going to play tomorrow, I would not say doubtful is where my brain is at. I'm at questionable. I agree because, like you said, he's come back early before, and you never know. And th- this is gamesmanship too. They may know today. Yeah, he didn't practice today. Sure, you're gonna take a day off, even if you're, even if he's feeling a little better today. Take the day, rest up. They go, well, we don't know. He might not be ready. And then the heat's like, ah, see, that's what happens. And then he's he's ready. And if he's not. Portis will step in. Everybody else will pick up the uh, pick up the load, and it should be fine. Have you have you heard the talk about banning the charge? No. Is this a new uh, after the? Is this a result of this play in particular? Well, John Morant on the Grizzlies also got hurt with a similar play, and it's not anything the NBA is talking about. But a lot of writers, and I believe Justin Garcia brought it up after Game One too in his okay. post game. Uh, I, I think that that's. Just a crazy move. If if Giannis couldn't get called for a charge, I mean the league would be in trouble. It, it would be a it would be a bad plan for the league, in my opinion. No, you gotta you have to keep the rules in. There's a reason that rule is in place, and we've all seen guys take horrible hard charges uh, th- over the years. That's you know it is a foul. You can't you can't just run over a guy, right? So I, I'm no, I would be against that. Where did where did our man Justin fall on this? He he is. He's in favor of banning the charge. Really? That's what I thought, right? That what, seems... does he want to play rollerball out there? I'm... Hit people with hockey sticks across it, it might the be jugular? Easy to, it, it might be easy to have that take when you have Giannis on your team, like I said, because I can't even imagine he would average 45 points a game if he couldn't get called for a charge, it feels yeah. like. Yeah, he's just steamrolling over just everybody. Just drop-kicking <laughs> dudes and then dunking after every time. Yeah. Come on, Van Dam. You know you don't get to go in with a flying scissor kick and then do a layup. Yeah. That's not that's not how this works. No, I I would be I would be against. It's that. got some traction. From who? It's just been talked about. Hot take sports guys. Maybe. Uh, yeah, that's Stephen A. Smith. Who's 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 banging the drum for this? I can't believe we don't have a Stephen A. Smith soundbite anywhere over here. It's probably on the KTI side. Yeah, you'll have to get a couple. I know, I know you have uh, connections down the hall. I'll figure you it out. And, yeah, just hack into their open, uh, their wide orbit. Just snatch it out. There was a little uh, behind. There's a little behind the scenes uh, radio talk right there. That's how you I do it. You, I hope you enjoyed it. From the two six two, Giannis's walk back to the locker room looked really painful. But they will win even if they don't have him in the game tomorrow. This season, they are eleven eight without him, so they'll do just fine. That's from the two six two. Uh 
Yes, we got another one about the taxes. Ken says, I had made an honest mistake on my taxes once. I was surprised when my refund was larger than I expected. I kept the extra thousand in a safe spot for three years, and then I used it. Two months later, the government called. (laughs) Sounds about right. They were waiting, Ken. They had their eye on you. They were like, this guy hasn't done anything illegal yet, but we're going to watch him. Do you notice a lot of plain panel vans outside your house, Ken? A lot of uh, just generic vans that said lawn service. That's That van's been sitting there for three weeks. With a satellite on top of it? <laughs> yeah. That looks weird. I wonder who they're talking to. Probably some sod farmer in Ukraine. Uh, no. Oh, Ken. Busted. Busted. All right, so that's uh, tomorrow. We will uh, we'll keep you apprised of all this. What other uh, does he want to get? Rid- We've already basically gotten rid of double dribble and traveling. So are we just going to go complete playground rules in the NBA now? Make it, take it. Suckers walk. Sports rules. All- they've been they've been hot topic. A lot of sports. Are getting rid of rules? Well, they're trying out new ones in baseball as well too. I know, I know, and the game is going faster, and we can drink beer longer, and the you know. But there's also the chance that the game is going to end, on, you know, because somebody doesn't get into the batter's box soon enough. I like speeding up the game a little bit, but this would be like if uh, a guy throws at you. It's okay to run out with the bat and pummel him to death. You can't just you can't run over or run over, uh, you know, somebody who's trying to tag you out at second base. You can't. You just. I know they can crash into the catcher, but they're trying to get away with from. They can't do that anymore. Too. Yeah, right. Because guys were getting, you know, mangled. Yeah, yeah. Once uh, Posey broke his leg, they stopped doing that. Yeah, that's why catchers were always squat. They looked like fire hydrants because they were getting run over. So they need to, you know, they need to bulk up. All right, this is uh, this is uh, boy. This has turned into a hot take sports show. I don't know. I like it. I like it. Uh, any other rules you want to get rid of, Tommy? You don't want to, all right. So you don't want the you don't want the charging call anymore. That wasn't me. Nah, I I could tell, but I could tell you were kind of siding with Justin. I am I am not because he brings of you treats. Uh and he has good points most of the time. I disagree with this one. Okay, yeah, but but I don't. You know, we'll debate it when he comes. No, I won't debate him. He, you know, he knows everything. He's got numbers and stuff. It's just yeah, not. He's gonna yeah. bring out stats. Makes it not he's gonna fun. Have a spreadsheet. Right. He's gonna have powerpoints. He's gonna have you know, like uh, Bill Walton come in and give a testimonial. There's gonna be all kinds of stuff. And I'm gonna go in, but I don't like it. What else you got? Nothing. I just don't like it. That's how I win most or lose most of my arguments. All right. Oh, my goodness. I'm so uh, very excited that a uh, a man that we know as Mark Zuckerberg is going to be sending me more money. He might be sending you money, too. We'll talk about that. And uh, people who are on vacation acting horribly. we got a lot to get to. It's WTMJ Nights. Uh, the upbeat music for a Tuesday edition of WTMJ Nights. We were talking about... Uh, possibly, Tommy brought up that there's a lot of push for certain rules to be outlawed to get rid of the charging call in basketball. I'm against it. Uh, somebody from the 262, I want to get rid of the flagrant foul for stomping on your opponent's chest. The NBA equals the WWE. Yeah, did you see that play, Tommy? I did. I did. That's that's a little much. It's like part for the course with Draymond, though. 
Sure, but still, you know, you don't want to see a guy uh, get his chest mashed in. All right, uh, I know you probably don't use Facebook too much, Tommy, because you are a young man, and this uh, Facebook is an old person's platform, pretty much. Yeah, that's about right where you're at, yeah. Yeah, so that's, you know, uh, it was cool once, then it, uh, over time, has become less cool. I'm on Facebook. I check Facebook. I actually forgot my Facebook login information, though, so I have it on my phone, and I can always check it on my phone, but I cannot access it anywhere else. Let me ask you this. Were you a Facebook user between May 24th, 2007 and December 22nd, 2022? I was. Then you may be eligible for big money. And by big money, I mean, I don't know, 35 bucks. Uh, another another ruling against Facebook. I've already gotten one check from them, and I think it was for $34. Very, very exciting. Mark Zuckerberg paying for a sandwich and uh, beer for me one night. But another $725 million settlement involving Facebook's parent company, Meta. Yeah, how's that working out? It's tentatively approved by a judge, paving the way for users of the platform to apply for a chunk of the payout. I think they're using chunk a little uh, liberally. I would say a sliver of the payout, more money than you thought you were going to get, which was nothing. Uh, But, you know, don't get your hopes up too high. If you were looking at a new car, maybe make it a matchbox or a Lego car because that's about all you're going to get with your settlement. But it's still out there. So uh, Meta agreed to pay the lawsuit, claiming that uh, Facebook allowed users' personal data to be shared with third parties including Cambridge Analytica, a consulting firm that supported former President Trump in the 2016 campaign. The firm harvested the data uh, of as many as 87 million Facebook users, and you could be one of them. So the final approval hasn't been, isn't expected till September, but you can file your claim now. Um, you don't need to know if your data was accessed. You just have to have been on Facebook between May 24th, 2007 and December 22nd, 2022. You are eligible. You go to the settlement page. You look at it. Just look it up. It is legit. A um, lot of people, because Facebook has 2 billion users globally. So figure it out. If they are going to pay $725 million among a possible 2 billion users, I can't do that kind of math. There's zeros and commas, and there's probably a decimal point somewhere in there. That's a, not a lot. But only U.S. people, only U.S. users are eligible for the payment. So you can uh, go online, look it up. If you want to do it online, you'll answer a few questions about yourself, then decide how you'd like to be paid, either in a gift card, direct deposit, PayPal, etc. I think on the last one I had mine go to PayPal. And it worked out just fine. You can print some forms out if you want to just send it by snail mail. And you'll uh, send that to the administrator in Philadelphia. You need to submit the forms by August 25th. Don't sleep on this. Who couldn't use an extra, you know, little walking around money end of the summer? Maybe you're, you know, you just want to go out. That's fine. We don't know how long we're going to get. But, you know, of course the attorneys and all the administrative expenses are taken out before the 725 is split up amongst the users. But you might get something. Why not? And if it sticks it to uh, Zuckerberg, why not do that too? All right, we got a little uh, little business to take care of, so let's get businessing on WTMJ Nights. The day is over, but the night has just begun. 
This is WTMJ Nights, live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue. Here's your host, Brian Noonan. Well, hello. Welcome back to the program. Second hour of the big show. We are here until 8 o'clock. Coverage of the Brewers in Seattle taking on the Mariners starts at 8.05. That's what I meant to say, but you know what I mean. Uh, I don't have to uh, mean what I say or say what I mean. 855-616-1620. That's the Old National Bank. Talk and text line. If you want to get involved in the program, we'd love to have you. Old National Bank, get old. Uh, I've been fortunate enough to travel a few places, and it always amazes me how you can kind of spot Americans wherever we go. There's certain behaviors, and most of it's fine. You know, no big deal. There's some differences. And this is not a, a uniquely American problem. But I saw this story today, and it, it kind of turns my stomach and shines a light on how self-involved a lot of people are when it comes to social media. And I'm not going to blame the young people, but young people drive a lot of the social media. And the influencers, you know, don't always have, I don't know, the best grip on reality or common courtesy. Here's why I say this. We've all seen people taking selfies at, at all kinds of different places. And I, I listen, I've taken some selfies too if I'm, uh, if I'm at a fun place. But if I were to go to somewhere where a tragedy happened or a cathedral or something, I may take pictures of the building itself, but I'm not going to take a smiley, happy picture of me in front of certain places. The reason I bring this up is because, and I can't believe people are still doing this, but uh, there's a site of well, the Auschwitz concentration camp. So it's turned into a museum and a memorial and a place where people go to commemorate and and honor and mourn all the people who were murdered by the Nazis in Auschwitz. Well, if you've ever seen pictures of it, there are train tracks that lead up to the main building. And those tracks, of course, are where the trains filled with Jewish people were brought up to the camps full and they left empty. Well, people are... People are posing on these tracks, not not just standing there, you know, looking solemn. They're they're posing on these tracks like they're influencers. And the museum has had to come out again. They've had to do this before and come out and say, "Hey, uh, you know, how about you don't practice?" Here's um, there was one quote, it was basically, and I'm paraphrasing, oh no, here it is. There are better places to learn how to walk on a balance beam than the site which symbolizes deportation of hundreds of thousands to their deaths. And that came from the museum. After posting an image uh, of a woman posed on the tracks like she was, you know, at a fashion shoot for Vogue magazine. And I've seen this before, and maybe you have as well, um, at a place that it's inappropriate to take those kind of selfies. We we live in this culture where everything has to be documented. And again, I'm not saying you can't take a picture of somewhere that you're visiting. But I think 
you have to read the room a little bit. You know, if you want to pose on the steps of the Philadelphia library that Rocky ran up, go right ahead. That's fine. You know, the only thing that's been harmed at the library are some people's intellects, uh, you know, some overdue book fees being paid, and the fact that now everybody and their mother thinks they can run up the stairs of that Philadelphia library and jump around at the top with their hands over their heads. That's fine. You want to take some pictures there, run it up like a goofball, have at it. But I was at the 9-11 memorial in New York a few years ago, and now while I saw people taking pictures of the site, which I did as well, uh, and I saw pictures people taking pictures, and it was it was heartbreaking to watch, of the names, like they looked around and found the name of their family member or their friend, and they were taking a picture of that. Again, of course, that's, that's what we're supposed to do. But then I saw young couples doing the, you know, the crazy smile selfie with their arm way up in the air. Hey, look at us. We're in New York. Aren't we cool? Click. I'm like, what are you doing? And I may or may not, Tommy, have even said that out loud a couple times. What are you like the old man shaking his fist at the clouds? Like, what are you doing? Yeah, not a great look. Look at me like I'm insane. (laughs) No, you're the one who's insane, not me. I'm, you know, I'm looking around and going, "Hey, yeah, this was a huge terrorist attack where thousands of people lost their lives. Maybe don't look like you're having such a great time. You know, you're not at Disneyland about to go on Splash Mountain." You're you're here. You, how about you take a minute and I don't know, be a little reflective. But that scares people. I honestly believe that there are people who are afraid to be alone with their thoughts, not because they're scary, just because they realize they don't have any. And if they have to stop talking, then they just hear the the whistle through their empty noggin. So this was. There are okay. Here's another. Here's another example. And I don't know if you have examples. If you've if you've seen this kind of thing or comment, maybe your kid was trying to do it and you had to go, hey, Junior, uh, not the time or the place. 855-616-1620. That's the old National Bank talk and text line, old National Bank. Get old. Uh we were in Dublin last October, and in Dublin, there was a famine display. It's a it's an outdoor art exhibit because it honors the people who, during the potato famine in Ireland, there was a group of people that walked like 200 miles to get to Dublin so they could get on a boat to get out of Ireland. And so it's these sculptures that they're very they're very disturbing to look at because, well, they represent people who are dying in a famine. So we were there and we're walking around and... You know, not not to be overly maudlin or anything, but when I'm in a place like that, I tend to shut up because I'm I'm looking and I'm reading the information and the plaques, and I took a few pictures of a couple of the statues because the detail work on the face and the the hands and everything it was it was wonderful. Whoever the sculptor was was great, but. There were people there who were taking selfies with famine statues. What? What are you doing? You didn't just meet uh, Giannis. 
you know, that would be a cool selfie. If I met Giannis and let me take a picture with him, that'd be great. But Giannis is not a, fa- a statue representing famine. That's it's just it's just nuts. 855-616-1620, the old National Bank Talk Text Line. Chris has been hanging on. Hi, Chris. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing well, yeah, thanks. Well as I as I mentioned, uh, I just think people are so used to taking their news in little snippets and they see it as some kind of historical site. They probably I don't know, I don't believe that people are inherently wanting to dance on a place that they would put two and two together and realize was the place that caused the deportation of thousands of people, hundreds of thousands of people that were going to die. But I'm afraid they don't take any effort anymore to explore what they're doing. It's just where they are rather than what happened there. You know, I think well, that's, that's yeah, sad, Chris, but. I, I agree with you. I don't think, I don't think people think, you know, they don't, they don't give it any thought. It's, and, but if you're at a place like, you, I don't think you would stumble upon Auschwitz. You know, you, you go to Auschwitz, you're, you're going there <laughs> no, on purpose. So. You know, you're going there because you want to you, you wanna see this. You want to just, you, you know the history of this place. So, but I, uh, to your point, I do believe that people don't, a lot of people don't know how serious to take things anymore. They don't, we don't think about that because it makes us uncomfortable so we don't and then we just worry about well this is i got to show people that i went on vacation so i'm going to pose here on the tracks uh not even paying attention to what this this horror show behind me i'm going to lay across the tracks in a sultry manner so i look really pretty in the in the sunset but well the sad part is it carries through to politics and everything else everything has to be in an easy to digest snippet and you know i mean for god's sakes how did trump get elected i can't no that's just me but uh, i can't imagine if people really explored (laughs) i don't know maybe i'm wrong Uh, no listen you're right there's just there's our attention spans are shorter chris i appreciate the call thanks very much uh our attention spans are shorter we do need things you know, think about think about back, I don't know, 25, 30, 35 years ago when it wasn't 24-hour news. We didn't have to fill the entire day with little bits and pieces. And people would people would read the newspaper. They would they could take in longer stories like Chris was mentioning. You would you were you know, taught we were taught history differently in school and i'm not talking about all this this uproar i think you know history is history if it happened you should learn about it the good the bad everything because that's how we learn for going forward but people don't people don't pay attention if you want to jump in 855-616-1620 it's the old national bank talking text line brian Noonan, wtmj nights We were talking about uh, people needing to be told to stop taking selfies on the train tracks leading into Auschwitz. We were talking about other places that people just don't read the room. They just don't get it. Uh, Kathy texts in, sadly, Pearl Harbor is another one. And from the 262 uh, Dallas on the street where JFK was shot and at the JFK gravesite in Arlington National Cemetery. Um Another one. I was at. I've been to. I've been. I haven't been to Arlington, but I've been to the book depository, and 
it's a fascinating place. And if you visit it, you should t- you should take pictures of it to remember that you were there. But don't you know? Don't take a selfie at the third floor window with your uh, gun fingers up. Woohoo! That's not that's not a good look, Tommy. Agree? Disagree? Uh, no, completely agree. Hot take. I I just think <laughs> I, I can't imagine. So I actually have been to Dachau in Germany. Oh my god! Another famous uh, internment camp. During the World War II days, uh, yeah. I, I went to, I, I believe I went there in 2017 I, I, or 2018, just graduated high school, and oh. it is a heavy experience. So yeah. I, I can't even imagine if someone had done that, that someone wouldn't smack them upside the head or something in Germany. I, I, I've been yeah, to... I- the camps oh. and I it's not a time I mean you are I find it such an engaging experience and you just find yourself taking in as much information you want to read the history about it and mm. you know I did well in school but I didn't really care for school but even just a moment or an experience like that I I really found myself you know engulfing myself in the experience uh, to the fullest well, it's hard not to it's hard not to be affected by the events that happen there, and I, I've never been to Germany, uh, so I don't I don't have that experience. But I can imagine just the the feeling and knowing what happened in those walls. The last thing on my mind would be to like, hey, do me a favor. Uh, I'm going to lay across this brick wall. There, there is a, a there is a hush, manner. a silence that goes yes. over the whole place. That is, uh, it's like it's like no other. It really is an experience that, from a historical standpoint, is uh, amazing to experience. I think that if you're really into history and into that nature of the woods, this the World Wars. That it's yeah. it's an experience right there. Uh, but you know you can't call that a fun time by any means. No. It is it is definitely heavy is the word that comes to my mind. Somber. That makes both of those adjectives make perfect sense. It would be one of those things where that's that's what you could do for a day because I would imagine the rest of the day you couldn't do anything. Right. Else. You don't want to go to the beach after that or anything. Right. No, it, it's nothing be, like that. I, I want to go back to the hotel and just sit quietly for a little bit and reflect on. The fact that man can do that to a, you know, man's evil toward other men and the whole, the horrors and yeah. So the last thing, and and it's pretty much any of those places. I had the same, I had a feeling like that um, with a lot of the places I saw. I had that feeling when I was in Memphis at the Lorraine Hotel where Dr. Martin Luther King was assassinated. I've had that not to the, and that's not to the extent that, you saw at the camps that that I can't imagine, but it's the same kind of thing where you go, boy, a horrible thing happened here. Yeah, absolutely. And I, you know, I have to, I have to learn about it. I have to process it. Uh, I don't need to get my smiling mug in a uh, in a picture. Let's do this, and then uh, when we come back quickly, something that I thought was dead already is still kicking, but not for long. It's WTMJ Nights. All right, we all know what Netflix is, right? It's a streaming service. Uh, You can watch millions of shows. I just, oh, I just, here's a a pick to click. I just uh, finished binging this one over the weekend. It's called The Night Agent. 
Very good psychological uh, thriller. So if you get a chance, there's one you might want to uh, you might want to watch. But Netflix is a streaming service. But remember when Netflix started? And you used to sign up, and you were in a Netflix queue, and they'd send you the actual DVDs? Tommy, did you know they still are sending out DVDs? Oh, I did not know they were still sending out DVDs. I didn't know that DVDs. either. I thought, I was like, DVDs, what? So imagine my surprise when <laughs> I read today that they're discontinuing the DVD service. And I was like, hold on, what year is this? Where am I? I would have thought uh, Redbox I... put them out of business for that. I thought so too. I also thought that once they went to streaming, it was a whole lot easier to just take people's money than to have to mail things out. So they are officially winding down their DVD rental service. This fall, they're going to say goodbye to the DVDs and the red envelopes that made it possible. September 29th, they will send out the last red envelope, the company tweeted today. Uh, it's been a true pleasure to honor and honor to deliver movie nights to our wonderful members for 25 years. If you had bet me $100, was, uh, was Netflix still delivering DVDs? I would have said no, and I would have already been counting that $100. I would have been so positive. They said, our goal has always been to provide the best service for our members, but as the DVD business continues to shrink, that's going to become increasingly difficult. Uh, making 2023 our final season allows us to maintain our quality of service through the last day and to go out on a high note. Well, we also know uh, that Netflix has been having a little bit, a little financial trouble. Um, subscribers dropping off a little bit. There's so many streaming services now. Uh, their shares fell around 6% today. I don't think it had anything to do with them saying they were going to stop shipping out DVDs. I don't even remember the last time I saw Redbox. I don't know who uses DVDs anymore. Dude, doesn't Redbox, didn't they transition to an app as well too now? So you kind of rent the movies for a day on the Redbox app? I don't know. See, I am so I've all, I only used Redbox a few times back years ago when it first came out i thought it was revolutionary i i remember thinking Redbox like this is genius see and i didn't trust it at first because i was like oh man these are the the dvds are gonna be all scratched up and because you know the general public is using them right but i guess that was like blockbuster and everything else um <laughs> yeah no, i was I a big was like, fan i was a big fan of Redbox. used it quite a bit back in the day i know it was very reasonable right as far as I'm pretty sure wins. it was a dollar a day, maybe two dollars yeah. a day. You couldn't beat that. No, and then you'd get brand new movies. Yeah, but now you know who's. I guess there's still people who who I have a bunch of DVDs, but I never I never watch them. And I think if you oh. kept it for thirty days, it was your DVD. Oh, so then they just so it end up being thirty bucks. That's your DVD. You can keep it. Okay. Still, if I mean, if you were buying brand new movies, that's what it. You know, if you're going to buy a movie that's not in the uh, that wasn't in the big cardboard box at Best Buy, where you'd be trying to you know go through this giant thing without falling in, so you could get a uh, get a deal. On the other side of the news, we are going to open the drive-through window and so much more as we prepare for Brewers baseball. But right now at 7:30, we go to the WTMJ 24-hour news center. Jessica Gatso standing by. This is WTMJ Nights. 
Butter. Peanut butter, puppy chow, blizzard. I gotta ask, did you use the sauce? Uh, so I'm not a big sauce person. Oh my gosh. Oh. I just didn't get it. just seemed very run of the mill. I haven't had one of these. Have you guys tried the new blackened chicken sandwich at Popeyes? KFC in the news because they are adding chicken nuggets. 21 pounds of Qdoba burrito he ate in 10 minutes. I will call it nothing but Dunkin'. We eat fast food quite a lot. We talk about it even more. Let's visit the WTMJ Nights drive through window with Brian Noonan. Oh my. Yes, it is a drive through window, 855-616-1620. You are welcome to use the old National Bank Talk and Text Line for either. I've been getting a lot of texts about Redbox and DVDs. Uh, James saying just uh, that, yes, people still do rent DVDs. He said old school. Uh, old school still going on. Yes, I know that. And that uh, he also said you can buy DVDs brand new from Redbox. I get I. Have they moved them inside? I mean, I used to see them outside. How much are you paying for DVDs now? Like, don't be paying ridiculous amounts for DVDs. Yeah, five, I, I, five to ten bucks seems, you know. Right. I can't imagine buying a DVD anymore. I, I like I said, I have a bunch. I sold a bunch, but um, yeah, well, it's time to uh, talk a little food. First of all, Tommy, I love the open because it reminded me of something uh, today. Somebody gave me a recipe for cane sauce. Oh. Yes, and she swears by it. She said her kids her kids love going to Cane's. Uh, she, has, uh, she has two high school kids, and they're both athletes, and they eat like maniacs. Sure. And she said, so Cane's, you know, Cane's getting kind of expensive sometimes, and she found that her, one of her, I think one of her sons found the recipe and gave it to her, and it's, it's unbelievably simple. It's mayonnaise, ketchup, Worcestershire sauce, ground pepper, uh, ground black pepper, and um, what was it? I think I think that was it. It was just crazy. Okay, so we got to do a taste test now. Yeah, I'm gonna make I'm gonna make some. Okay, but the, she also said she also said that you need to uh, let it sit. And as I read the recipe today, it does say let it that Canes doesn't make the sauce and then serve it. You got to let it sit for about 24 hours, Ooh. so all the flavors match. Got to like make it with love, you know. Yeah, mayonnaise, ketchup, Worcestershire sauce, coarse black pepper, and garlic powder. That's it. Easy, easy peasy. And then, if I may. This is a good thing about hanging out with teachers that have kids. You always get a little, uh, you know, a little extra. I know we love going out for chicken nuggets, but if you don't want to go out for chicken nuggets, let me give you, let me give you a tip for some nuggets that I got the other day at Costco that were recommended to me by a teacher because she said they taste just like Chick Fil A nuggets, which are top tier chicken nuggets. I've only had them a few times, but they're top tier. These are called Just Bear, and they're just breast meat chunks. They're okay. not the processed chicken or anything. Right. It's They're lightly breaded. They're all different sizes because they're just like chopping up the chicken breast. And eight minutes in the air fryer, and now that I have the cane sauce recipe, stop it. Okay. Have a, it's time for a picnic. Yeah. I, I can get behind that. I don't get Chick Fil A very often because the line is just always ridiculous every time I yeah, go. Yeah, I don't it. get it. I don't get it very often either. I've only had it a few times, but I have had people have brought in. They do like a chicken sandwich, and sometimes uh, people bring it in for breakfast, mm -hmm. and it's pretty good. Okay, 
Uh, so, you know, but if you like nuggets, and now that you're, what are you going to dip your cane sauce? What are you going to dip in your cane sauce? Everything is the correct answer. Uh, so that's good. But we must turn our attention to the Golden Arches because big news out of the Golden Arches. I, I heard this. Saw this. Yeah. Making big tweaks to the Big Mac and to their cheeseburgers. And I am all for it. It sounds great to me. So they're adding caramelized onions in the patties. They're going to use a higher heat to cook the burgers to get a little more sear, softer buns. Because they're using a higher heat on the griddle and the patties are going to be hotter, the cheese is going to be meltier. And they're going to use, speaking of sauce, more Big Mac sauce. All of that sounds wonderful. Because it almost seemed... It's, it's funny. I was watching the news last night, and this made, like, national news. And I'm like, oh, somebody's been watching the listening to the drive-through window. They they're trying to yeah. Uh, we're way ahead of the game on this. We we knew we were going to talk about this. Yeah, we had it down, but they had video, and it almost looked like the onions are either in the patty or just on the griddle, and then it it uh, kind of reminded me of White Castle. Okay, so that looked good. Um, they said small changes like tweaking our process to get hotter, meltier cheese, which is always a problem on the Big You know, the Big Mac might be hot, but then they just throw that piece of cheese on there, and it's like, yeah, come on. Everybody likes their cheese melted. Am I wrong? Uh, adjusting our grill settings to get a better sear added a big difference in making our burgers more flavorful than ever. Uh, the new burgers are going to roll out nationwide in 2024, but... Oh, you should call Garcia, because they're available in Seattle. Ooh. Have them taste test one for us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then give us a report. Yeah, I, get a hold of Justin. He'd do that. He'd take that for the team. Yeah, I think so. Some uh, you know? some investigative reporting. Mm -hmm. Right. Then he can invoice it to the station, because it will I like become that. content. Yeah. Maybe I could go for that, too. I'll try. You want to go? See, well, see if I can get a free trip to Seattle out of it. Well, I only say that because... Uh, the Brewers are out there now. Well, he doesn't follow the Brewers. Yeah, no, he doesn't. But yeah, I, I got I got sports. I got all excited because I thought we had somebody there, and I was like, we do. The Brewers are there, but Justin's not there. What about Catronio? Is he out there? No, he doesn't travel with them either. Oh, come on, I know somebody's got to be in Seattle. We'll get we Lane, Lane Grindle out there for us. All right, you got a you got a hotline to Lane. Have him have. I back. don't have his number. They don't trust me <laughs> with that. No, that would be. Wouldn't that be the worst first call ever? Uh, hi, Wayne. You, uh, nice to meet you. I'm please Tommy. try I'm... this McDonald's burger for us. <laughs> yes. Who is this? Oh, WTMJ Nights. We're you know we're on the same station. They're, I don't they're also it. rolling out the strawberry shortcake McFlurry as well this week. I heard really? too. I missed that one. Which Do tell. sounds delicious. Yeah. Uh, I'm assuming it's going to be strawberry with pieces of cake in there and then in a McFlurry and Ooh. I am all for that. I, I I'm not the biggest strawberry fan, but if you get the strawberry shortcake McFlurry, I, I think I could get down behind that. I would say that sounds great. The problem is how many times are McDonald's ice cream machines ever working? You know, I have my I have my ins. I know which ones are working usually. Do you later. really? Oh yeah, yeah. Are you on like a Facebook group? No, no. But I don't want to <laughs> flood it any more than it is because it's no, the no, only no, place. It's the only place open whenever I leave here. Sometimes, so usually you can get it whenever. Wow. Well, that's good. Yeah, keep that to yourself. You don't want uh, 
you never give away a secret. Uh, James wants them to bring back the cheddar melt. Taylor is trying something new. He's trying pineapple, ham, banana, curry pizza next week. Uh, why? It would be my first question. Then I would make the statement, good luck. And then I would say, Taylor, let us know how it goes. Send me a picture of it. Uh, you can look at that picture too, Tommy. I, I know people love ham and pineapple. That's great. I, I, a banana, really? Okay. People are nuts. Here's our other. Uh, here's our other big story for the drive-through window. Uh, but oh, Bruce is in Seattle. Yeah, we'll do it after break. All right, we got a, We have an inn in Seattle and another big uh, drive-through window story. Who knows? Maybe we'll get a, a live report one of these days. It's WTMJ Nights. All right, we were talking uh, about McDonald's because the drive-through window is open here on WTMJ Nights. You can always get involved. Eight five five six one six one six twenty. I was lamenting the fact that we don't know anybody in Seattle. Nobody's out there for the Brewers series from the station. And yet, a local man named Bruce is in Seattle right now. Bruce, how are you? Welcome. Well, how exciting. In fact, I used to work uh, at WSAU. So uh, we used to broadcast the Brewers when I was on the radio many years ago. Oh my goodness! And are you in? Are you in Seattle for the game? Did you relocate there? I relo- relocated thirty years ago. I came out, um, and uh, I'm torn between uh, the game tomorrow. I like the Brewers. I'll have my Ichiro uh, jersey on, but a big Milwaukee Brewer hat on too. So people are going to think I'm drunk before I get there. <laughs> Very nice. Well, listen, Bruce, I don't know if you'd be willing to do this. Uh, would you be willing tomorrow, maybe uh, for lunch, to go and try one of these new Big Macs? I would love to. And then we're here. You can call, if, if you if you would, if you want to call back, Tommy and I will be here tomorrow night. You can call before the game and give us a, a firsthand review. 4 to 5.30 Pacific. Yes, 4 to 5.30 Pacific. About the game. Uh, about the game or the the about Big the Mac? Big Mac? Okay, I would love to. In fact, I'm drooling as I speak. Yeah, well, we would appreciate because we we talk about fast food a lot, and we saw this, and we were upset that this new the new burgers sound great, and they only have it in Los Angeles, Seattle, and Portland. So, if you're willing to go and have one, and then give us a a call with a little review. Uh, Tommy will, Tommy will put you on hold and, uh, you know, we'll exchange information, and that would be terrific. Now, I, I would McDonald's, correct? Yep. You could, a Big Mac. I, we'll, figure out, we'll figure out a way. Maybe we could reimburse, reimburse you for the Big Mac, Bruce. Oh, no, no. It, it's not going to be at the stadium, is it? No, this will be at a McDonald's. No, so okay. you can do it, you can yeah, do it tonight. Nice. You could do it before the game and then, you know, give us a holler before the game time. Because okay. what time is and it again, Pacific, I, Tommy? Well, we'll be on 4 to 5.30 uh, Pacific. All right. Well, you know what, Bruce? Tommy will, Tommy will give you all the information, and uh, and you guys can work out the details. If you can do it, we would truly appreciate it. If you can't, I understand, too. You're going to the game tomorrow. you got your split loyalties between the Mariners and the Brewers. So uh, it'll be a fun night. But I... 
I appreciate your call. So hang on for one second, and Tommy will talk to you uh, off the air. We're going to, uh, Tommy, just shoot me what time we got uh, We got to wrap things up because I want to do this last story. Can I, it's can very. I... Oh yeah. Can I do a shout can I do a shout out for Brantwood, Wisconsin? Sure. Is that where you used to live? Uh, I did. Population one fifty in uh Price County. Wow, very nice. Population one fifty. Now did they cry when you left? Because they're like, Oh now we're gonna be at one forty nine. This is awful. We're gonna lose I, tax they credits. Cheered when I left. They cheered <laughs> when I left. What did you do in Brent? I know, I know. You said you left thirty years ago. What did you do in Brentwood, Wisconsin, before you left? Well, I was I was a farm boy, and but I went to work uh, right off the get go when I was eighteen. And uh, what happened? Six years later, I got fired, and okay. uh, here I am uh, in in the Seattle area. Did you go out to Seattle to do radio? <laughs> I'll tell you the truth. Uh, my buddy one day, um, young kid, he said, I'm going to Washington. Do you want to go? I said, great. I've never seen the Capitol. No, <laughs> I'm going west. So, so here I am. All right. I like that you're, you know, a little confusion leads to a <laughs> leads to an entire new life. All right, Tommy. Trust me, uh, a, little, a little confusion. Well, well one, one Washington to another. All right, Tommy, put Bruce on hold and get talk to him and get uh, you guys can give him the time and get things lined up. I am going to do this, and then we gotta uh, we gotta be getting out of here in uh, in just a couple of minutes because Brewers baseball is coming. But to close out the drive-through window, this is good news. Uh, Fazoli's, the fast Italian place. There's ten of them in Wisconsin. I think uh, I was trying. I looked up where uh, where the closest one was, but there's ten Fazoli's unlimited breadsticks they are they are bouncing back it came uh, from uh, started in 1988 then it began expanding uh, the things didn't go well then uh, a lot of restaurants closed it was uh nevada closed its only no location in 2016 other locations in texas ohio florida shut down as well a lot of places shutting down uh but they're coming back this is very very exciting my daughter, when she was little, she went to Fazoli's the first time with my mom and dad. They were babysitting, and they took her there because, you you know, little kids like pasta. They knew she'd eat, and then she always called it Pazoli's. So anytime we saw that giant tomato sign, it was Pazoli's. And we, oh, man, we loved us some Pazoli's. Um, but, yeah, they're coming back. More will be in Wisconsin. They're going to Puerto Rico, which is exciting. Uh, Pennsylvania, Louisiana, Georgia, Indiana, all kinds of places. So hopefully some more come here. All right, it is time to close up the drive through window for tonight. Let's do this, and then we'll see. It's WTMJ Night. Final few seconds of the show. Uh, just to give you a heads up, Tommy has booked it. Bruce will be joining us again tomorrow night after the 7 o'clock news. We will get the first reviews of the new Big Mac that are only available in Seattle, Portland, and Los Angeles. So, what? Uh, listen, what other reason do you need to come back tomorrow night? Short show tomorrow, 6 to 7.30, Brewers baseball uh, tomorrow night as well. The Brewers in Seattle tonight taking on the Seattle Mariners. So... Oh, Bucks basketball tomorrow. Oh, that's right. That's right. It's Bucks basketball tomorrow night. 
The game is happening. Uh, the Brewers are playing too, but not here. We don't worry about that. Bucks tomorrow night. We got to get out of here. Thanks for listening and being part of the show. Tommy, thanks as always for all your work. I'll talk to you tomorrow night at 6. Have a great one. News is next on WTMJ.